0: hello everybody and welcome to the next episode of these transmission special episodes uh this is Daryl uh cybertronian beast once again and uh today we are talking to uh mr David Wallace of uh t f nation and we are going to be talking to him about uh, a bunch of different things uh maybe some transformers um, but uh, we are going to start with comics because uh We've got comics in common, and uh, and 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 we we going to spend some time on comics because uh, we've got some opinions. Um, this is an interesting one for me because uh, uh, David and I uh, we uh, we really don't know each other that uh, at all. So uh, this was an inter- interesting conversation for me. Uh, I wanted to get to know David, so I reached out and said, "Hey, uh, want to talk?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." So uh, yeah. Uh, this is a, a fun conversation and uh, we found some common ground. you know we, we all know Transformers is pretty common. We can get uh, we can get a conversation going on that, but I wanted to see do we know anything else uh, about each other that is uh, is common? So uh, yeah, a fun conversation between uh, Mr. David Wallace and myself. Let's get into it.
1: Oh, it's one of those <laughs> ones. There's no plan. Yeah.
0: No plan. I just we're gonna crash a bus here and see what uh see what comes from it. Um so yeah, uh you know I've I've known of you for a, a few years now, um and uh and I've known that you are uh you know you're the, the like the man behind TF Nation and uh and, and stuff like that. And and that
1: is and... that is a giant over exaggeration. <laughs> there are a lot of people watching this now going, no, he's not.
0: <laughs> well, you are as as everyone who's involved with a convention uh knows it's it takes an a a, a small town to 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 run a convention. So, oh, you know, yes. any anybody who does does something with uh with TF Nation or TFCon on this side of the pond, it uh it, it's it's something, you know, it's it's very valuable. Um so I want to touch on on TF Nation uh, you know, mm. a lot because I, you know, you've got uh, your show coming up this year and you've got a new mini, mini show that you just announced recently that, uh, you know, yes. you've got that coming mm-hmm. and, uh, and I want to, I want to get into that too, but uh, you know, I want to, I want to jump into a little bit other stuff too, because obviously we share transformers as a, as a passion, um, but uh, Transform- you know,
2: what, <laughs> what's
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I want to, I want to touch on some stuff too, because obviously we only kind of know of each other through this hobby, but you know, really, You know, what other things are you into? What do you do? What do you, you know, what's your day-to-day? Because, you know, oh, that's you know. You want to know, you you actually want to know about me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I want to, I want to have a, I want to get to know you because, you know, I, (laughs) we on, on transmissions have wanted to get over to TF Nation for a number of years now, and Mm. it's really just the distance. You know, if there wasn't this stupid body of water in the way, we'd, we'd have been there already, right?
1: Exactly. That's it. You know, uh you know pangea was a good idea We should have stuck <laughs> it was with great
0: that. it was great you know. <laughs> i just i don't i don't walked already it was yeah 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 but uh yeah so i mean um if if we had a bit if we'd a, had a way to get over there we'd have had a, a a bunch of conversations and and i'd have i'd have been able to meet you already so um i want to i've been curious to find out you know who you are and what's what's uh What's the man you know behind the behind the con all about because I've gotten an opportunity to talk to Colin the guy behind TF con over here mm-hmm. a number of times and I'm like well who's the guy running you know you know one of the guys running uh, TF nation over there what's this guy's deal so <laughs> <laughs> Bl- blind look is what it is <laughs> uh, yeah okay uh,
1: where do you want to start like
0: well, what uh, what what's your day to day? What do you what do you do for uh, you know what do you, what do you do for fun? What do you what do you do for you know work? What do you do for that kind of stuff? Yeah, sure. What so do? Uh,
1: yeah, so day to day, I I work ironically for an airline. Uh, I I work for British Airways, and okay. my my role is I am d- despite my cheery disposition, I, I'm the guy who calls you up when you tell us you're sick.
2: <laughs> oh
1: and i'm the guy who goes like are you really are you really sick no i don't like <laughs> yeah so that's what i do basically on a, on a day-to-day basis i work in an office uh and i i look after people who who aren't feeling well and support them and help them get back to work and do all of that that is the that is the nine to five of it uh um, all right it's very dull for people, I'm sure. Like nobody <laughs> wants to hear about the ins and outs. In fact, uh, I can't even really go into the ins and outs. It's all very private. um But yeah, spend spend all of my day sort of really doing that, and then when I when I come home, like you know, that's when that's when the fun begins. Whether it be um reading comic books or playing with Transformers or performing in uh, local theatre companies uh, or uh, i suppose spending time with my wife <laughs> um you know that, i'm glad that, she's
0: on the list somewhere
1: yeah she is st- <laughs> you know, somewhere on there um no she, i mean she she is very much at the top um i i don't i as time has gone on i found myself less and less inclined to like uh watch tv and stuff like that I, I i very rarely not that i don't have the time it's just like i i find that i, I don't have the inclination for it anymore. Um, that said, if something takes me fancy, then I, I will watch it. Uh, generally, most it's mostly driven by the girls in my office who are like, "You need to watch this." Why uh, last week's one was, "Why have you not watched the boys?" Uh, and I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I, I didn't watch the boys because ten years ago I read the first trade paperback of the boys, and I found it just distasteful." Uh, and that's why I didn't I, watch it. I can see that. <laughs> oh, it, it's it's not. And then I proceeded to tell them what happened in the comic, and they're like, "Yeah, that's not what happens in the TV show." I'm like, "Right, okay, well, that's fine. Then I'll I'll start watching the boys." Then, um, you know, any any time that a a publicly traded company such as DC Comics turns around to the owner of a comic and goes, "You need to take this away," like this is so bad we don't even want to own this take it away like that's what I always say about the boys it's like everybody's like the boys is amazing I was like yeah read the comic it's like it's so better um, but yeah like um, so that's that's basically what I do like uh, when I'm not working I'm I'm reading comics mostly DC comics that's that's my brand um, that's what i've i've been a fan of like ever since I, I i got into the world of comics um and i i guess with with comic books it's much like anything it, it, it you almost have it like a football team you've got that team that you support despite yeah. the fact that you know they don't seem to have any luck whatsoever in the movies um but uh and and the comic books are all just, baffling the decisions that are <laughs> the decisions that are being made in the comic book industry at the minute are baffling but never mind that's, that's yeah i mean i can i can
0: we can get into that a little bit because i'm a marvel guy all right okay i have been As are most guy. people yeah i've been a marvel guy <laughs> since i started and i got into comics around 12 and mm. uh and and really was just uh um uh enthralled with a lot of the marvel characters mm. and uh and i've 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 I keep a, a pretty close tab on on my comic book collection cuz I use an app for it. And uh and I've got over 9000 comics and I think I'm sitting around 800 DC comics. Like it's a very small percentage of yeah. of what I own is DC. But um yeah, it's an interesting kind of dynamic because it's it's weird. I I do read some DC and I've been really enjoying some of their um uh, black label stuff recently mm-hmm. um mm. nice house on the lake i've really enjoyed not um, read
1: that yet it's it's definitely it's, on, the, on the yeah it's list. really
0: yeah. quite good i've enjoyed mm. that um and uh, and i do i do buy some just to for the covers and stuff because i really like some of the artists that they have mm. um but uh but yeah it's it's odd i um uh, i've always found and it's weird because the writers are just they jump they're just contract workers. They jump over, you know, wherever, but Mm. I've always in the, in the back of my mind, I've always thought of DC being more wordy than Marvel. And (laughs) yeah, and I'm, I'm definitely not a, 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 a fan of wordy comics. So when I look at a DC book, I'm like, that's more reading than the marvel one and i'm gonna, <laughs> and no. i don't it doesn't make sense anymore because they're written by the same people generally hey you know you know what though it's true um i don't think there's
1: enough conversation around uh pacing in comic books like how to actually um i think frank miller said it once and i i thought this was was great is that it takes a really clever writer an artist to be able to control pace in comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a TV show where if they want you to focus on something, they just leave the camera staring at it, you know? Sure. Like, whereas comic books, it's much harder because you're the one that's dictating it. And I think when you have a worded comic book, when you have a comic book that is just a text dump, it, it does, it takes it out. It, mm-hmm. I think it really does. Um, ironically i was uh, just recently i was going through uh bringing around transformers uh i I was going through some of the old dreamwave stuff and uh war and peace issue six there's so much text in that book that you can't see what what art has been drawn on the page yeah and i was just like you know but you're absolutely right i i think um you know if you if you go back to uh comic books that were written in the 60s and the 70s oh yeah
0: uh, i have a bunch of them i don't they, they even are
1: they, yeah <laughs> you, know, I can't, I can't you have <laughs> you have your in one panel you have your caption telling you what is happening in the panel uh you have your thought balloon which is your character thinking what they're going to say and then their text balloon with them saying what they're going to say
2: yeah and yeah. and
1: you're like God, I'm so glad that you know comics evolved <laughs> past
0: things <laughs> Yeah, you know? the um the newest thing now that I, I've I've found myself not caring to read has been, um, and I know you probably aren't reading it, but it because it's Marvel, but it's it's the uh, the the Hickman X Men run, and um and he has done something where he's got and he's got his own kind of like world going on, and mm. but he'll do the comic pages and they've been fine, but then in interspersed between the 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 pages are these prose pages where he'll just do this this breakdown of what's going on in the story and like a background of like a certain situation or character and i'm like there's that nope not reading that right so i'll skip that whole bit right an entire page of prose i'm like okay well you know that probably didn't mean anything, or I didn't need that information. And the same same kind of thing happens with um, happened with the like some of the James Roberts stuff in the Transformers books. He would at the end of the book, he'd have like two or three pages of prose. Never read any of it. Mm. Like, I'm not I'm not picking up a comic book for pages of prose. If I wanted prose, I'd read a novel, right? Mm. So you know, I wouldn't read any of that stuff.
1: There was a there was an issue during uh, Grant Morrison's Batman run. Uh, it was just building up to Batman RIP, uh, where it was. It was it it was a comic book of it was a prose comic book. Wow, um, and you know it was really good. But whenever I go back and read that stuff, I usually uh, you know because it reintroduces his Joker uh, okay. that he that he sets up um, for Batman RIP, and you know so it's it's quite important. But at the same time, yeah, it it's that that I don't read book I don't read books, uh, you know, novels or anything like that. I, I just don't have the time for it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I totally understand what you mean. Um, but but Hickman's X Men run was dogged by, you know, all sorts of the worst editorial decisions, though, wasn't it?
0: Well, it's um, still going. It's it's going on right. It's still even though he right yeah. even though he did what like three issues
1: or something like that he's you got
0: know. uh yeah, like he's got i mean it's at. i think it's at 12 right now mm. and uh and then he did the powers of x and and then um house of x or something like that i mean he's got he had a whole bunch of big crossovers and stuff but he built this kind of like new world and stuff it's mm. it's it, it changed the the x-men um for the for the now i guess and Can I- so
1: I know I'm supposed to be the guy getting interviewed here, but I I, I like talking about this.
0: Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. No, and that's what do the you whole is supposed to be.
1: Do you find the X Men break Marvel? How do you? How do you mean break? So I have never. I grew up watching the X Men cartoon.
0: Sure, yeah, like and I love the yep. X
1: Men cartoon. Yeah. Um. I I liked the the first run of the X Men movies. You yep. know, X Men Three, notwithstanding, and all of that
0: stuff. See, I love that movie. I love X-Men 3.
1: I, I, I've seen it once when it came out and, uh, you know, that, that <laughs> was it. But I've often thought that the, the, the concept of the X-Men doesn't work when they're in a world that is populated by superheroes. So okay. we know the X-Men were done as, a, as an allegory to racism. Yep. But they don't really work because if we were to if we were to apply them in the real world let let's let's say and here we go we, two white men talking about racism <laughs> watch,
0: w- the watch best, this <laughs> exactly
1: right yeah. so let, let's assume that it is an allegory for racism yeah the argument is um we should be one of the big things in x-men has always been the, the Mutants must declare themselves. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's fine. The Registration Act, that's one of the the big things that, you know, was always part of early X-Men and things. And if you were to apply it today, it would basically be, do you want this group of people to be registered? And in your heart of hearts, you want to say no, because that's a horrible thing to say. However, if you were to apply it in the real world, what it is, is this group of people all have powers that can totally destroy a city. Yes. Maybe I'm getting older, but those people need to be registered. (laughs) You know, yeah. It's it's like it's like what if everybody called David uh in, in on the in the world was suddenly given a machine gun. Nobody else in the world could have anything else. Only Davids could have machine guns and they carry them with them all of the time and they never run out of ammo would you want all davids to be you know i think you would so i think what i'm trying to say here is in a really bad way they don't work as an analogy for what they were supposed to be uh and the whole thing of hating mutants is completely broken when everybody loves Captain America, but Captain America is much more dangerous than say, I don't know, uh, Jubilee.
0: Right. Well, there's a, there's, (laughs) there's this, uh, there's this spectrum of, of Mm. mutant abilities. Right. So, you know, yes. Jubilee has her sparkles. Right. Mm which I didn't understand how that was how that got her on the team. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, sure. It's, it's useful in a way. How does that get you on the damn team? Right. Mm. Um, but um, what I, I, I can see the, the, uh, the allegory for, for racism because mm. it makes them different. And then, and thus hated that's the, That's, that's where it stops the, the, the powers part and, and how, and how they are, are used. That's, that's then a whole completely different aspect of it. You can have, you can have your registration act and the way I see it. Yeah. With all, with all David's getting machine guns, that's, that's a good, that's a good, uh you know, (laughs) way to do it. But I think there's a, there's a suggestion or there's a, a real world, um, one where, you know, if you have somebody who's, uh, I, I, guess it's, I think it's a black belt in martial arts. They have to register their, mm. their hands or something like that. That's a real world situation, yeah. Bruce right?
1: Lee, lethal weapons and all of that. Right.
0: Yeah. So, you know, they have to register that stuff because they, they are now capable of, of, of inflicting harm with, with their hands. Right. So, um, that. And, and this is all being said of somebody who's not a black belt in any situation. And this is all stuff I've heard through. <laughs> right. So, you know, I could just be talking out my ass, but the, I've always felt that the, the mutants in, in X-Men, they exist in a world that could totally be separate from the entire Marvel universe, mm. but also brought in, um when when necessary like when plot does you know needs them right yeah there's been shit that's happened in the comic books you know because they were in new york too for a quite a long time with all the other mutants or with all the other superheroes um and shit went down and i'm like well why isn't spider-man here where the hell are the avengers where's the fantastic four like why aren't they all kind of coming into it like this is some big stuff that's going on and nobody's coming out nobody else is seeing like like half the city just got destroyed why isn't the why aren't the avengers coming in right it's and the it's it's the great shared universe problem isn't it yeah yeah
1: I, so it's it's, it's, it's it's why i always it's why i always detest it whenever transformers uh specifically uh shares a universe with with something because yeah. it just doesn't make sense that these things would be allowed to just knock around yeah, uh, that's right you know, yeah. especially if you've got... You know, in the Marvel comics, it was the 616 universe for, like, five minutes before they shunted <laughs> them off. Yes. Um You know, whenever G.I. Joe is around, it's like, well, hold on a minute. You've got this international group that's designed to, like, stop threats. Like, why haven't they just taken the Transformers down? You know, it's... Uh, yeah, I think, I think the X-Men, just like Transformers, I, I think they just would work so much better in a world that does not have superheroes, yeah. you know, where it is just the natural evolution of human beings. Uh,
0: I, I like that idea. I like the yeah. idea also where they could also, they could possibly share the world with the inhumans mm. where there's this missed or what i don't care something happened (laughs) something something
1: happened with the inhumans something so bad yeah they they rewrote it for the ms marvel team yeah because they were like
0: this is rubbish (laughs) that show was horrendous absolutely horrendous i don't know if you ever saw the six episode you know uh, uh inhuman show but it was the worst oh i thought you were talking about ms marvel uh, oh no no ms marvel
1: is great i like i like that shit Uh, no i i I must admit i i did not watch the inhumans
0: (laughs) no no Um... first first episode um with medusa with her crazy you know hair that's alive Mm. right they're like this is gonna cost a fortune shave that head (laughs) <laughs> I'm like yeah. okay. Like within the first few minutes, her head gets shaved. And I'm like, that's budget. Like that's a budget decision. Like, I, oh, terrible. I,
1: it's it's <laughs> always, especially with the DCCW shows, uh, which, in fairness, with the with the exception of Superman and Lois, I haven't watched in probably half a decade now. Yeah, but you could always guarantee that at some point in the show something would happen where they lose their powers <laughs> purely because <laughs> this stuff is expensive You, so we have yeah. to ride uh you know and it's it, yeah it, it is it, it, but no i've i've not watched that um but it, but yeah it, it, so th- one other question about marvel which i i always yeah. like to talk to marvel uh fans about dc is synonymous with reboots Oh even though oh my
0: god okay, even though go. <laughs> it's
1: even though it's technically only had three real ones. Yeah. But it's synonymous with it. Yeah. Do you think time is running out on Marvel before my... it has to do it? Oh my god. I... And here's 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 why I, I say it. Captain America and Magneto are aged out of books now. They have to come up with a really dumb explanation. And Captain America and Magneto are the two key ones where their origin story has to be what it was. Mm-hmm. Also, Spider-Man is now how old? 35? Going on 40? Whereas the if you talk to people... And they say, what is Spider-Man? They say, Spider-Man is a teenager. Spider-Man has not been a teenager in comic books for what? Nearly 40 years now.
2: Yeah.
0: Is Marvel in need of a reboot? So Marvel keeps doing something that I think is really interesting with their characters. Now, when you talk reboot, you know, they, they do something where they restart their series, you know, at Mm. one and, and. That's something DC doesn't do that often, which I really admire for them. Um, But Marvel does it every other week, and it drives me insane. Um, Yes, get those issue one numbers. Yeah, but then they got these legacy numbers, which still kind of filter in. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to comment on it really quickly because it's going to happen with Amazing Spider-Man really soon. They just restarted Amazing Spider-Man, so they've got their issue one. But at issue six, it's going to be legacy number 900. So another big issue, right? And I'm like, it's only issue six of this, but no, wait, it's issue 900. So we've got to do a big double issue. And I'm like, fuck off, you guys, mm. with these <laughs> with these reboots. So anyway, that's that said. But Marvel did, does something um, that I find is interesting, where they will keep their OG characters – Uh, around and still do stories with them but they will now then introduce a new crop of characters to take on that mantle you've got miles morales who is now a Mm. teenager you've got iron heart who is now a young girl you got ms marvel you've got um um i mean thor really doesn't have one it's uh you know um but there's they've they've been doing this quite often where they're introducing these young ones. Uh, Mar- uh Wolverine got X twenty three, X twenty three. Yeah, she's getting she's getting older. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, they this is something that they keep doing, right? And I think DC is trying to do this. Uh, you know, they've got well, uh, DC super-
1: did this in the seventies, right? Was, you know, where well, they where, had the where, Super
0: Sons, right? They got
1: the. I mean, the- how many flashes are we on to do now? Like, <laughs> you know, uh, J. Barry, Wally, Bart, <laughs>
0: it's, uh, you know. But they keep coming back to the original one, right? Or, or not, sorry, they keep coming back to Wally, right?
1: Well, no, Barry's really been the Flash for the last decade or so, since John's brought him back. Um, okay. So Barry has been the main Flash. However, now Wally, for the last year or so, has, has really stepped up. But that's only because... DC editorial hate Wally West for some strange reason, and turned him into a murderer. And oh, uh, oh yeah, just I'm sick to death. Of, and this is a completely different subject altogether. But I am sick to death in comic books of people, and Tom King is a nightmare when it comes to this. And this isn't a rag on Tom King. I enjoy some of Tom King's work. I loved his. Uh, Wonder and Vision series. I thought that Mm. was phenomenal. Um, But I hate at the moment this need of writers at the moment to try and uh, disassemble a character. Mm. And the problem that they do is they, they do this and they don't put them back together again. You know, And I always think to myself, if you're going to talk about a book where you, you know, your, your main goal is to strip the character down, figure out what works and put them back together again. The blueprint for this was done decades ago and it's Frank Miller's Daredevil.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: A fantastic series of books. Um... And, you know, in that, you know, he completely tears down Matt Murdock, but then puts him back together and makes him leaner and better and, you know, a much better version of the character. Whereas I think writers now, they just want to tear the characters down and they don't want to, like, put them back up again. And it it just really annoys me. And I don't even know where this point came from or why I'm on this point. I I, I don't remember now. But... (laughs) Yeah, but no, I, I was asking you though. Like, do, do you. What were we talking about? No, we were talking about new characters in DC. See, this is what happens. I get sidetracked. <laughs> I get a ramble.
0: No, that's um, okay. So, I mean, but, but what I was saying is that, you know, I do see a little bit of what's going on with, with what Marvel's doing over at DC because, you know, they've introduced, you know, uh, Damian Wayne and they've got. Uh, um they've got uh what is it uh superman's son i forgot his name. jonathan kent yeah jonathan kent Kent, right so i mean they're they're doing it a bit i don't know i don't know dc well enough to know if they're doing it anymore with any other characters but
1: yeah um... they they have been
0: the the problem that the problem dc
1: have got at the moment is that they're doing it and have been doing it with dc really for the last five years Mm -hmm. where they've been introducing new versions of of classic characters. Mm -hmm. The problem is, as as I said, is that we already established versions of these characters in the 1970s, sometimes in the 1960s, because DC was built, unlike Marvel, was built on the notion of sidekicks. Yeah, sure. Whereas Marvel wasn't. This is this is new territory for Marvel. The the sidekick, and I know that Iron Heart and Miss Marvel, they're they're heroes in their own right. They're not sidekicks, but yeah. they're the next generation. Yeah. Teen Titans has been around with DC since the the fifties or the sixties. Yeah. Um. So when DC turn around and say, "Uh, we are making um, we're making Superboy, we're making Jonathan Kent, Superman and Lois Lane's biological son," great. Oh, now we're going to age him up. So now he's going to be a teenager. Yeah, but we already have Connor Kent. So now we've got two? Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. but Connor Kent's going to be around. We're just not going to mention him. And we're just going to do random things with him. And he's never really going to do anything. And you're like, (laughs) right, well... Well, We're just going to forget about him. Yeah, yeah, Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne was was 10 years old when he met Batman. Um... And he was absolutely dangerous. Now, he's about 17 or 18. 16, 17. They've sort of aged him up in the same way that they've aged up John Kent. Mm-hmm. But we have Tim Drake. So, like, and, and this is, I think, the problem that, uh, you know, uh, the, the new uh, the new Wonder Girl, uh,
0: Yara Flora. Mm-hmm right 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 the brazilian the right. brazilian one yeah yeah we've
1: introduced a new wonder woman yeah but we have wonder girl uh and uh we also have donna troy so yes. <laughs> we're now on the fourth wonder woman like yeah. oh yeah but we've also got nubia who's but this, another is, this woman. is the
0: problem that you have when your comic company is, is 80 years old right this this is
1: the problem that you have when your comic book companies are run by corporations that are using it as an intellectual character form because they want to make money because they don't make money in the comic books so they'll make money on tv shows so sure. and you cannot tell me that one of the biggest problems that we have right now in comic books is comic book creators Coming in with the sole intention of of creating a character that they think is going to be popular, that is going to get a TV
0: show. Mm-hmm. Well, that's something you, I've noticed. You too, lot, with- you lot
1: <laughs> gave us Brian Michael Goddamn Bendis.
0: I mean, you stole him from us.
1: No, no, you can have him back. Like, <laughs> trust me, you can have him back. Like, he came into DC Comics. He came into DC.
0: I've heard about all this from Jeremy. So He, he completely <laughs> ruined Superman. We
1: were literally in the midst of a renaissance golden age of Superman where they've finally given him something. He ages up Jonathan Kent. He busts so wide open the secret identity. Uh, and then he creates, when he's in Justice League, a character called um, Naomi, who is his... What I guess is his attempt to recreate the Miles Morales magic. And less than a year after she's introduced, she gets a TV series.
2: Yep.
1: And it gets canceled after one season.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Explain this to me. <laughs> like, <It's...
0: clears throat> so um, for me, the sorry I see it, it, it's, it's it's a lot of the uh the 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 wb or the cw kind of uh you know the effect of that the cw oh. shows like you said are kind of garbage uh i don't i don't particularly like them um and uh you know uh there's um so uh, we can pivot into the some of the 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 movies and tv show here a bit because i think mm like you said i think a lot of this is being created specifically for the uh, the screen um i started reading or i started buying i haven't actually read it yet i started buying batman at uh, at issue i don't know 85 and i was like you know what it's looking like it's going to be uh, a good run here because I heard that this uh, Joker War was coming, and I heard that this other series was coming, and I thought they're introducing this new character Punchline. I want to be in on this too, so I'm like, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting in on I'm getting in on the ground floor on this uh, on this character. So hmm. you know, so I but then I'm, I'm reading these, I'm buying these books, and I'm like, okay, well here's Punchline, and I did get her first appearance, so I'm like, cha-ching, and then ah, um. And then all these other uh, books started coming out, and uh, and then I'm like, oh, well now this one has a first appearance, and then an issue two, two issues later, another first appearance, and then another first appearance. And I'm like, how many freaking first appearances are they going to put in this Batman title? Because I just got to keep buying it, because I I like to collect first appearances. And yeah. every other book had a first appearance in it. And I'm like, I got to stop here, because first of all, I haven't started reading this damn series yet, and now I'm at 30 books and I haven't started yet. And, and yeah, so it's got like clown hunter or some shit like that. I think was, was another one. And I'm like, what is, what is happening with this series? Yeah. And I'm like, is all, are all the major titles like introducing first appearances? Cause I kept reading in these, uh, you know, these comic apps and stuff like that. They're like, Superman's getting uh, this character. And I'm like, I'm not buying Superman now. Like what, what is happening here? So I think, that you like, you're 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 onto something here. That they're they're just they're just throwing out first appearances here because they're people like me that are idiots that are buying these books just for first appearances, and then they they stick with it because they think, well, this is this issue's the cameo, this one's the first appearance, then there's a second appearance, then there's a cameo for this next one, and then there's a first appearance here, and then there's this cameo, and then there's I'm like Jesus, what a So
1: I think I think we're definitely on the cusp. Of and this is what I really hope. I we know for a fact that both DC and Marvel's editorial is dreadful at the minute. Mm-hmm. Too many, too many people having to look after too many books, um, and you know, writers basically g- being given carte blanche because they are literally. It does feel like they they're just throwing stuff at the wall, and as you say. Yeah, with Batman we had uh, punchline. Oh, it's the new Harley Quinn. Um okay, now we've got uh, t- clown killer. Um uh, and then we had Ghost.
2: Yeah, whatever that
1: name was. Yeah. All all three of these characters created within basically a year of each other, all by uh, one one writer who is now off the book.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I guarantee you that, you know, Chip Zadoski's taking over Batman. Yep. I guarantee you, you will probably not see them again. You know? Um, yeah. As somebody who's who's gone through the cycles of DC Comics, Batman has always had a massive extended roster. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, he not even including Robins and stuff like that. You know, there's characters like Huntress and the Birds of Prey, and uh, you know, so many of these other characters. Uh, and and they get cleared out, and these writers come in and they they try to add these new ones in. Um, and they just don't get picked up. And I'm sat here going, Can we maybe just have a batman story that features i don't know let's just pick the penguin as a bad guy <laughs> you know there's a reason these these villains are legacy
2: mm-hmm.
1: because they're good um yeah. but yeah it's uh unfortunately batman has been in a in a slump uh for for quite a while sadly um mm-hmm. but i'm hoping Ch- Chip Zdorsky
0: chips fantastic um it,
1: I've heard nothing but good things about him. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, if nothing else, he's re-establishing by the looks of it, Tim Drake as his Robin. Cool. Which is great because Tim ever since Damien came on the scene 15 years ago almost. Like Tim's just been out there with mm-hmm. nothing. You know, they've they've now turn around and said he's bisexual and suddenly everybody was like oh yes tim drake exists and it's Mm -hmm. like okay well cool (laughs) now now do something with him um yeah so yeah fingers crossed uh
0: well let's pivot into the movies now because i've had the theory uh for a a while now that there there's a reason that uh that the 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 uh, dc movies are kind of crap um i will i will fight in in (laughs) regards to some of these and not others so um the uh, my my theory is is and and a lot of people have have made this comment is that the dc movies are too dark Hmm. that they they've they've gone in, in 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 a direction of you know the frank miller universe is our universe and mm. and that's and then we're going to live and all of our movies are going to be in this universe the the first wonder woman movie was actually was fantastic yes. um and and I will I will defend that one the second one was hot garbage um <laughs> oh, very polite way to put it yes <laughs> um but they're you know i you can see that they're trying to do like the second, the second Wonder Woman movie was them trying to uh, ape a Taika Waititi type of, you know, type of Thor Ragnarok style, and it didn't, it didn't land. Um, but I, my theory, or, or you know, for the the DC movies, and I've talked to Jeremy about this, who's you know, he's a, as big of a DC fan as you. And Mm -hmm. I think you guys could have a fantastic conversation about DC. It'd be hilarious because he shares a lot of your opinions. (laughs) Um, um, But uh, um, I think they need to back away from Superman and Batman. Um, What you see in a lot of the Marvel movies is they established the MCU with Iron Man. What they could have done or should have done is established the DCEU with Batman or Superman. I don't care. Pick one, right? But Batman seemed like the better one because his movies were better. The The Christopher Nolan Batman movies were amazing. Um, so you establish the DCEU with Batman and then you kind of back away from him and you use him like MCU used Iron Man as just this, this touch point in each of the other movies to say, "Oh yeah, they're in the same universe." So mm-hmm. he shows up in a Superman movie, same character, same same actor plays him, right? You get him to just kind of put on the costume and and show up or not put on the costume and just have, you know, Christian Bale walk into the room and say, Oh, hey, you know, whatever, and you know, I'm here, and, and this is the same universe, and you're like, holy shit, it's the same universe, and then you know, then you get your little, you know, your your eureka moment, um, yeah. and then you can continue on, but it can't be that dark, right? Gotham can be dark, dark. Gotham's a shithole, right? So be dark in Gotham, but the rest of the world, like, like Metropolis, should not be dark. It's a it's a gleaming light of the world, right? It should be a a, a, a really happy place, um, and you know. And then, as far as the other worlds go, there really hasn't been. <laughs> they really haven't expanded out, right? They've no. they've been hyper focused on telling Superman and Batman stories. And really, as far as somebody who doesn't read DC, enough's enough. I am done with Batman stories right now. Like I have, I have the Batman to watch. I have not had a desire to watch it, right? it's i've it's sitting here waiting for me to watch it but i am so done on batman stories right so you know give me somebody else please yeah. give me somebody that, else to watch and that if you look at if you look at the comic books that
1: are being released by dc at least a third of them are batman or batman related books yeah cuz batman is the only thing that sells for dc mm-hmm. um i i genuinely like man of steel and batman v superman like genuinely like them as movies Mm
2: -hmm. uh
1: i like Zack snyder's justice league uh i like the first wonder woman movie here's the problem that i see as marvel did something that nobody else has ever done and has ever been able to do since which is create a cinematic universe. Star Mm. Wars couldn't even do it. They couldn't even do it with Star Wars. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: They're trying again, but they're, but they're taking it in a much slower direction Mm -hmm. to expand the universe out. Yeah. But when Star Wars couldn't do it, DC had no hope of doing it. And if you look back at those, those first, five marvel movies so the first two iron man movies captain america thor and
2: the first avengers then
1: then, then avengers yeah Yeah. so in five movies they set up their universe yeah but the smart thing that they did was that by the end of that you knew what the big threat was Mm -hmm. you know and then everything else they did was the road to thanos yeah uh and that was the that was the genius part of it um You know, there were so many times. I remember thinking to myself, Guardians of the Galaxy, that's it. That's the first Marvel movie that's going to bomb. Yeah. No, it didn't. No. Like, they, they hooked into something. The problem with Marvel was that it then just became the same movie. Again and again and again and again. Everybody is funny. Everybody has Iron Man's personality. You know, and you went on and on and on. And now we're at a point where there is no big threat. And people still show up to watch these movies. But we've not really had, thanks to COVID, we've not really had the chance to see what a post-endgame cinematic universe looks like. I'm sure mm-hmm. Kevin Feige is going to be very clever and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it would not surprise me if Galactus be- shows up very shortly as the next big threat. Um, but I-, I feel like DC should never have tried to chase uh, the MCU. Um, and I think that was the problem. You know, you had directors who wanted to do one thing. You had studio heads that wanted to do another. And they clashed. Mm-hmm. Um you know I think the biggest problem with with superhero movies is that everybody wants to be Marvel and nobody else can be. Yeah. Um, I don't even think Marvel can be Marvel at this point you know uh, what is what is an MCU when Thor doesn't show up anymore when Captain America doesn't show up anymore where Iron Man doesn't show up anymore and where You know, I don't know whether or not uh, Doctor Strange will be will be back for another one. Who knows? Um, Is it is Marvel? Is the Marvel Cinematic Universe's destiny now just Disney Plus shows? I'm going to be very curious to see what happens because sure, they've they've got X Men and Fantastic Four, but we've seen X Men movies before. We've seen Fantastic Four movies before. We've not seen a good Fantastic Four movie, but uh, <laughs> but you know we'll I guess we'll wait and see. Have you um, seen
0: the new Doctor Strange movie?
1: No, I haven't. I haven't. Okay. I have not watched a Marvel movie, and this isn't um, this isn't like a slight on Marvel. This is just lack of interest sure. in watching movies in general. I don't think I have watched an uh, probably since Endgame. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. So right. no, I watched I can't remember what you, Black Panther came out before or after and the game. first
0: Black Panther? It came out before. Has there been a second one? No, there's there oh, is one coming. I, I thought I'd missed a Black Panther too. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, thinking, so there's a there is uh, a second one coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um so there's that was there's not a, a great there's a movie few. either. Black Panther? It was okay.
1: Yeah, 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 I I liked it. It It, was good. It 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 didn't stick the ending for me. I thought uh, Killmonger was right, and Black Panther was wrong. (laughs) I was kind of like, I'll I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. No, no, that wasn't. No, that was it. This this is a problem. I I have a hard time keeping everything straight in my head.
0: It's like 30 movies now. The the
1: entire... (laughs) The, the problem that I had with Black Panther was that the entire point of it was that Killmonger won because he, in, a, in, a, uh, in an arranged contest, he defeated Black Panther and became king. Mm-hmm. And then Killmonger dies and suddenly Black Panther becomes the leader again? How does that make sense? Your entire movie is based around the fact that there is a tradition of how to become king and you've (laughs) just gone, nah. I was like... like, It just reverts
0: to what it was. That's not
1: how... (laughs) We have a king and queen. I mean, they're not fighting gladiatorial pits either, but, you know... I think they should. (laughs) I think most people do, but... uh, So, so we're forty minutes in, and uh, Transformers—that's a thing, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the um, um, so I will, I as a as a Marvel person who's seen a bunch of the, I've uh, seen all of the movies. Mm. Um, I will tell you that uh, Eternals is is terrible. Um, right. Okay. It is. It is not a great movie. Um, and I at the theater, I I almost fell asleep. Uh, so okay, it's uh, it's it's a tough one.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to subject myself to that. One last question that I have then for you as a Marvel fan.
0: Sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: Do you like the Spider-Man movies that Marvel have done?
0: The Tom Holland ones. Yeah, I do. I like them a lot. They're fun. He, it puts them back wow. as a, uh, as a kid. It puts them wow. back as a young, young person. Yeah. I, I don't like them.
1: No, no. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Yeah. Cause please. I always feel I have to, the first movie, He is completely ineffectual and only survives that movie through pure luck. He never wins once. It's always a random shard of metal is in the right place at the right time. And I'm like, okay, that was all right. I do not like this new version of Mary Jane. I do not like this new version of Flash Thompson. I know why they're like that. I know why they're not... Face the tiger, you've just hit the jackpot, and why they're not complete pricks. Yeah. As Flash and Mary Jane should be.
0: I mean, Flash Poppy is still R- a bit of pretty much a prick. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's
1: he's a nice prick though, isn't he? Like they're still friends. He's sure. not beating up Peter Parker. Yeah. You know. Um The second movie is an Iron Man Wake movie. Mm-hmm. Again, it has you could take Spider Man out of that movie. And put in any other character, and it doesn't yep. matter. The third movie, the best of the three, all it did was leave me with the sense of, oh man, I really want another amazing Spider Man movie. <laughs> because uh, Toby, no, not, no, which Andrew. one was it? Andrew Garfield yeah. is great.
0: He was fantastic.
1: His yeah. movies are dreadful, but he is. My favorite Spider-Man. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I thought that last Spider-Man was great, but it was only great because it brought back all of the great things that worked in the previous Spider-Man movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, the dynamic between the three Spider-Man I thought was hilarious. The two, the two other, these two older Spider-Men, yeah. their dynamic between each, each other was fantastic. Just uh... absolutely,
1: I I thought you know. And they've they've obvi- and, and also as well, I feel like the ending of that third movie where they have to retcon Spider-Man out of the MCU. And the entire time you're sat there going because of contractual obligations to Sony mm-hmm. is just a little disheartening. Because you know it's not we have a plan for Spider-Man. It is no, we're gonna take them we're gonna take those rights back now, thanks Disney. So uh you need to come up with a way to uh not have him show up in your movies anymore. Thank you very much until we come to our next agreement. Yeah. Um and I, I yeah, so I, I feel like and I know I'm in the minority here, but I, I just feel like those those movies never landed. Um I still to this day do not feel like we've had the Spider Man movie that we deserve.
0: Uh, I mean, I would argue Spider-Verse is probably one of the best movies that we've had in a long time. That's
1: phenomenal. No question there. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Spider-Verse is uh, absolutely just wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. Um,
1: Somebody who knew nothing about Miles Morales uh, going into it, other than the fact that he was the other Mm -hmm. Spider-Man. I I thought it was wonderful. Um, And... He, he's an interesting one, because he's a character who has seen so much great success outside of the comic books, but his comics, what I've tried to read, never resonate with me. I thought he was brilliant in End of the Spider-Verse, and I thought he was brilliant in the Sony, uh, the Insomniac games.
0: Oh, the game. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. Fantastic.
1: yeah. But every time I've sat down and tried to read a Miles Morales comic book, I'm just like, this is... Good. Is not good
0: you just uh, you, you just have an aversion to Bendis, then
1: <laughs> i love ultimate spider-man
0: okay i read
1: it as it was coming out i granted i only got up to about issue 100 and by that point i was kind of like done with oh it. man
2: because those books
0: got good <laughs>
1: those, those books were coming out like bi-weekly i don't know how uh Mark Bagley. I don't know how Bagley was drawing. I don't know what he was snorting <laughs> to to get himself to like draw as fast as he was. But you know that ultimate Spider-Man stuff was incredible.
0: Yeah, it has uh, it that that series. So it goes into I I don't remember what issue. I think it's like one twenty or one fifty. I don't know what what issue it starts yeah. at, but it it goes into a a, a volume two. And, uh, and then eventually stops at 160, Um, but and that's when they kill him. That's when they kill him. And it's yeah. one of the, the best endings of a book I've ever read. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's like five or six issues that they take to, for the, for the death of, of Peter Parker or the death of mm. Spider-Man and absolutely wonderful. Just one hell of a ride. And it's super emotional and mm. and really well written and and then you can go into there's a there's a a mini series that you can read and I've tried I used to own it I sold it for some reason and I've tried to find it again but it's called Spider Men and it's uh, for I can't remember who goes to what but one of the Spider Men um, go to the other's universe mm. for this mini series and it must be peter parker goes to miles morales's universe because uh he's swinging around in his costume and miles sees him and confronts him and says what the hell are you doing in that in that costume right and he's like what are you talking about he's like he's like you don't wear that costume that is in bad taste you know nobody wear nobody puts that costume on right that uh he's like peter parker died for saving us right you don't wear that costume right and i'm like and he's like he's like you know who i am he's like he's like he's like no you're not peter parker peter parker's dead right and you take that costume off right and he's he's really pissed off and i'm like wow like the whole the whole world knows who he is and they all honor him right and i'm like that Mm. is cool right so yeah i was like that's really neat that's that's cool
1: i i thought Ultimate Spider-Man I think is, is fantastic the, the problem that I've got with Ultimate Spider-Man is that if you read those early books you know probably the first 70 or so issues or, or whatever it is mm-hmm. it is all about for a lot of it is all about loss Yeah, it's, it's the ultimate teenage book you know they, they, right at the beginning, they lose Harry. Harry comes back, you know, he loses Uncle Ben. Uh, they lose, uh, the, you know, he thinks he loses Eddie Brock. Uh, it's not so much of a loss, to be fair. Uh, they lose Gwen Stacy. You know, his death of Gwen Stacy is dreadful, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the whole time. You know, Mary Jane is just like I. You need to stop this because I don't. I'm going to lose you. And to know that that is actually what happens means that I have never been able to sit down and read the end of it. I I just can't do it because I like Ultimate Spider Man too much as a mm-hmm. character, yeah. as as a modernized version. Bagley's art and Bendis's way of writing teenagers feels real Mm -hmm. it's difficult you know people now talk about how it's difficult because um you know there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff there that hasn't aged well um you know there's an awful lot of times when you know Mary Jane and and uh and Peter will basically make the joke that Flash is gay you know Mm -hmm. it is how kids talk it's very much of its time Um but i i love those characters so much those are my definitive versions of because that's my spider-man that i i read yeah. um and and i just can't bring myself to finish it because i just don't want him to die <laughs> it's a it's a weird thing <laughs> like I, I don't think i'll ever do that i i'll probably you know i'll reread the first hundred issues or so again and again and again and maybe i'll finish off to Hundred and fifty or whatever it is, but I I cannot bring myself to, to read it because I I don't like modern day Spider Man. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that he's thirty five years old. I don't like the whole marriage thing.
0: Um, I mean, he's hasn't been married for I don't know how long. He's well, yeah, yeah
1: that's over a decade now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but 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 therein therein lies the problem. I think with Marvel is you know Marvel. If Marvel embraced the ultimate concept and just came up with a, a way to just keep Spider-Man at 17, 16, you know, that's what I want. I don't want, I mean, at this point now, Spider-Man has been a, a billionaire yep, and he's lost all of his money. He's been into space. He's been. <laughs> he's been dead. He's been a clone. He's been. <laughs> you know. Uh, he's had his powers. He hasn't had his powers. He's been married. He hasn't been married. He's been uh, Doctor Octopus. He's been Doctor Octopus. Yeah, like <laughs> you know all of this stuff. And I get it. It's comic books. But f- for the love of God, like. I think now more than ever, I think people are starting to cotton on to the idea that these characters should be timeless. Mm -hmm. They should... and Granted, not everything exists. Time has a funny way of messing around with things. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, Superman is still at his best when he is the big blue boy scout. Batman Mm -hmm. is still at his best when he is the the creature of the night. Spider-Man is at his best when he is 16 and dealing with that, you know you you cannot read Stanley's original what first forty issues of Spider-Man and and not come away from that going this is the most perfectly formed comic book out of the gate. Uh this is the most perfectly formed comic book character ever. Um so just give us it back. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um but I don't know. Shall we talk about something else? Because,
0: like, I feel like you got uh, you you seem to have uh, some uh, transformer figures behind you. What's uh, what's all that about? Oh, yeah, yeah. So,
1: (laughs) so there was this thing in the 80s, it's uh, it's a bit of a dumb thing, really. Giant robots (laughs) out of space, yeah, and miss a lot,
0: Uh, (laughs) yeah. So, transformers, um, yeah. Which so we... you watched them as uh, in the 80s, then, I assume, then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: born in 82. We didn't get them here till 84, uh, sorry, 85. Um, okay. So, like, I remember, um, I, you know, first Transformers I remember sort of playing with would probably have been sort of the Season 3 characters. Okay. Ultra Magnus. I uh, remember having a blitz swing, all of that stuff. Um, but for me, the big thing was I remember where I was when I first watched Transformers the movie. Um, oh, yeah. Now, I don't remember Transformers before this, but obviously I had a good knowledge of it. Because I cried when Optimus Prime died. <laughs> uh, yep. Now we, our version was was different to the American version, so we had the we had Victor Coroli on at the end, because by the time it got released over here in the US, right. they were already on the path to bringing him back, and so yeah. our movie ends with uh, Victor Coroli saying, "And the greatest Autobot of them all, Optimus Prime, will return," and that's the end of the movie. And I remember turning around at my parents and saying, you can't turn the movie off. Why not? Because it says that Optimus Prime gets is coming back. And my parents are like, yes, but n- not in this movie. Like, you, you, you need to understand. Um, so, you know, like, that was it. Like, Optimus Prime was my favorite. Um, like everybody, uh, got a bit older, fell out of it, uh, you know, ran the gambit. It went through, you know, Transformers, Turtles, um power rangers went through all of that stuff never never really loved anything else as much as i loved transformers Mm -hmm. um went to school realized girls were a thing um you know and then early 2000s uh you know heading into university finally had some disposable income and it just so happened that that was when Dreamwave hit and the whole 80s resurgence thing hit. The Takara book collection started coming out. Robots in the Sky started hitting. Um, I went back and rewatched Beast Wars and Beast Machines, looked at the stuff that I'd missed. eBay suddenly became a thing. Uh, and off to the races I went and mm-hmm. have been a fan ever since. Um, and have spent more money than I care to admit and more time than I would care to admit uh indulging in the hobby and you know it continues to this day because you know just the other day this little fella showed up holy cow and he's very nice <laughs> you, you guys got stuff before we even got it oh yeah like I, I don't know what wow. is I don't know what's going on Um, In Demand Toys one of our big UK yep. sellers they just got this new uh universe pack this new bumblebee pack with goldbug in and i'm like
0: so you guys got that in
1: already wow like it is literally on its way to me as we speak cuz wow. i was like you you're putting goldbug in into... yeah. so here's the thing like i don't know and i'm i'm sure everybody knows this but just in case you're young and naive and stuff like that um for uh, american audiences most of whom I I usually say that the big divide between the UK and the US was that the US was primarily cartoon, whereas the UK was primarily comic. So for a lot of the US fans, Goldbug is just that other version of Bumblebee that appeared in one episode of Transformers. But in the UK, Goldbug was huge because Bumblebee was Goldbug for an awful lot of the UK run. So he's massive in the UK. And the idea that Hasbro going to like shove him in a random box set that's gonna have all it was a bit like Fangry. Yes, nobody in the US probably cares who fangry is, but in the UK it was like it's fangry, like <laughs> you know. <laughs> um so, so yeah, we we've been on a weird trip lately. Yeah, I've got I've got Motormaster, I got Blitzwing, uh that box set, I've ordered it, it should be on its way to me shortly. Um yeah, so it's a good time so what um and motor is excellent by the so way. so <laughs>
0: like, touch oh. on that for a bit there because you mm. you 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 mentioned it quickly but why do you think the the is it just the fact that the the comic landed so well for you in the uh in the uk we had that, a couple uh, of
1: we had a couple of issues one was that um we didn't really get the cartoon to any real extent. Okay. Let me give you an example. We used to have a kids TV show um, during the summer holidays. So in the UK, we get six weeks summer holiday.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Now I might be misremembering this slightly, but, and I'm sure somebody will, will correct me here. Uh, what they did during the summer holidays... Was they aired five minutes of an episode a day? What? <laughs> so, over the course of the six weeks holidays, we literally got Arrival from Cybertron. Like, and that was it. How um, would you I, even get into a show like that? Well, that's it. I was lucky because I had, I got the videotapes. Um, so, like, my all time favorite bit of Transformers media ever is War Dawn. Okay, Because that was just my favourite episode, and big fan of Optimus Prime and all of that stuff. And of course, it that was a, a double bill with the Key to Vector Sigma, hence why the Stunticons are like my favourite combiner team.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, so so we had it differently. I, for the most part, am a cartoon guy, like a Sunbow kid. I didn't really read the comics, um, but you only. But for people who are slightly older than I am uh people who were only a couple of years older than i am you know they were heavy into the comic books and it just so happened that those comic books landed in the lap of people like nick roche james roberts uh you know and all of the people who you know have been making transformers comic books for the last What? How long has IDW held the license now? 17 years. 17 years. Yeah. Um, So it was huge for us, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, because Budiansky was only doing so much in the US and Furman. So so the other thing is, is that American comic books are released monthly. Our comics were released bi-weekly. Yeah. So we had, so we had to have new stories written, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really until Furman uh, was uh, asked Budiansky what he was going to do with the eighty-six characters, and Budiansky basically says, "I have no interest in touching them at all," and that's when Furman, you know, put his hands together and was like, "Right, I'm off to the races now. I can write my own stories." I can play with all of these characters and I don't have to put them back in the box. I don't Mm -hmm. have to reset everything. And you know, that's when target 2006 and time wars and all of that hit all of these huge stories. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was it, you know, for the UK, the Marvel comics were transformers for people. Um, So here in the UK, you know, transformers has been huge. It's just a shame that when it came to the toys for such a long time, we've always felt like the Forgotten Stepson, uh, you know. Yeah. It, even going back to the 90s, you know, you guys gave up. Like, Transformers stopped in the US. It never stopped over here. We were getting weird repaints of Japanese exclusive. To- we got Overload. In the UK,
0: <laughs> I know. I I mean, that's you been know. the biggest problem for me. I mean, I mean, you, the U.S. did it, and I'm in Canada, so it's mm. it's. I just kind of I lost by association. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. sharing but, the same land mass—that's yeah. the problem. So, but if I I I was just I I saw that you guys were you know were getting overlord, and mm. I was like, why why? Just give us the one, give me, give us the one big one. Come on. And, and it's obviously never happened. But you know,
1: this was, this was 1992. Nobody, nobody knew what Super God Master Force was. No. Um, you know, and, and to be fair, nobody cared, nobody really cared about Overlord until Nick Roche got his hands on him and gave him lips. (laughs) You know, um, but that, but. That's just part of the, the UK legacy, I guess, is that mm-hmm. we've we've had this um, connection with the brand even yeah. more so than I think you know the US has. Uh, in, in I think some it's a regard. lot more
0: fiction. You guys are into the fiction, and the, and and that's the thing that's I've I've always noticed is that when it comes to UK versus North America, the UK is will deep dive into that fiction and you love mm. it. And in North America, it's much more about the plastic.
1: Oh, I agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. I, uh, I have, I went through that period where I bought everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, um, when I first got back into it, I was buying everything, uh, and it was around the time of the first movie. So I got back into it when Dreamwave hit. So that's like two thousand one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: when the first movie hit in 2007, that was literally the point where I was like, I can't keep buying everything, but mm-hmm. I bought most stuff. Um, but it was, it was, uh, you know, when I started paring down my collection and stuff, it was literally buying stuff that was based on characters that I liked or did something interesting in fiction. Um, nowadays, uh, I've paid my collection down even more. But again, it is, it, it's based on appearances in fiction, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's absolutely it. Uh, I've got, one of the things that I've never been able to understand as a fan is the the obsession with third party.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah.
1: I under I get it from the concept of you want a really, really cool looking version of this toy. Yeah, But generally speaking, when I speak to people who collect exclusively third-party, I'm like, well, why are you buying that if you're not going to buy the official stuff? Why are you buying the 17th Masterpiece Stuntcon set? Oh, well, I I, I just like the figures. Right, but who's your favorite Stuntcon? Well, I don't really have one. I mean, I like this one because it's the best toy. I, that doesn't co- compute to me. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, I, I've just, yeah, it's it's never been a a thing that I've been able to to grasp. I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I can I can maybe throw something on that too. I mean, I buy third party as well as as mainline, mm-hmm. and recently I've noticed that the quality of the mainline toys has dropped. So mm-hmm. it's it's not they're not being produced as as to the, the the standard that I would want and mm. unfortunately the price has gone up significantly on them mm-hmm. and with when that 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 ratio goes in the opposite direction like that I look and, and see that third party stuff is is still being produced at a higher quality you know maybe the price is still high but it's the quality that I want I could yeah. care less if they call it something different you know mm. If I put a Optimus Prime on my shelf and I put a leader guy on the shelf next to him and, you know, somebody comes into the room and they say, oh, look at your Optimus Primes. I don't correct them and say, well, this one's actually leader guy, right? Mm. I, You know, nobody gives a shit what he's called, right? You know, I don't have to put a nameplate in front of them and say leader guy, Optimus Prime. Right. Um, You know, you just, you know what he is by looking at him. Um, The, I, I, I really like the high quality. If I just want a filler character, right, then I'll buy a mainline figure because it is cheaper, right? Um, If I'm buying one figure that has never been produced or is not being produced, then uh, yeah, I will, I will buy a, a third party figure. I've got um, the Mastermind Creations Tarn. Uh, you know, we've got the rumor that came out this past week that Mainline's producing a Tarn, right? Yeah. Maybe, right? It might happen, right? Could be next year, but you know, the Mastermind Creations Tarn that came out like seven years ago, mm. right? So, you know, was I supposed to wait because Mastermind Creations produced a Tarn six, seven years ago, and I was like, well. Maybe Hasbro will make one. Maybe they won't. But because they didn't or because they 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 may make one, I'm not going to buy this really cool looking one right now. Um, you know. I I,
1: I suppose that is one of the the advantages of third party as well, though, isn't it? Is as you say, you're gonna get these these cuts, but also even if Hasbro do release a tar next year. Yeah. You're not going to get the rest of the DJD, likely not. No, you know, yeah, they're, they're never yeah. going to release a transformer that transforms into a sniper rifle.
2: I yeah, I highly doubt.
0: <laughs> you know, if they're not going to do Megatron as a gun, they're not going to do exactly. Boss, uh, they're you
1: know. not going to they're not going to release a transformer that transforms into an electric chair. You know, it's uh <laughs> no, it's it. <laughs> so. You know, from from that point of view, I think from from a third party point of view, I can understand the gaps in the collection. Yeah. Um. But but most of the time as well, though, it is a masterpiece gap. You know what I mean? It's, there it's...
0: are, and then there are there are the little the legends class ones that I've been buying too. Yeah, which they are seem to be ubiquitous. phenomenal. Yeah, right. I, I... They're they're the quality of them is is amazing. Mm. Um, this is this is one I bought like a year ago, and this is from. Who's this? I can't remember who made this, but you know, this is leader guy, Mm. (laughs) So, you know, this is, this is my Optimus prime and it's a metallic version of uh, him from shit. I think it's might be magic square. I can't remember. Um, but, uh, I just, I really liked the way it looked and the quality Mm. is amazing and the size, the scale is insane. So, you know, I, I, I spent the money and got it. It came with a trailer and, and yeah, he just sits on the shelf and looks awesome. Mm. Um, you know, I could care less that he doesn't have, you know, uh, insignias on him. Um, I, there's a company that makes insignias. I could buy yeah. a, a sheet of those and put them on. Um, but uh, frankly, it's about getting something that looks good, right? You know, we're at an age that we can spend the money if we want something to look good. Uh, the, well, the... not
1: anymore we can't because everything's too damned expensive.
0: <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> this one is... So this is, this is core class Optimus, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the, this one here is $15 here in Canada. Mm. This is, you know, this came with a trailer and it's, you know, it's, it's bigger and it's, it's more better quality. I think it might've been 80 bucks. Right. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's a significantly more expensive, right. But the quality is way better. Right. Mm. So, you know, yeah, I own both. So maybe I'm a hypocrite, but, um, but whatever. I, I like, I like having both of them. The, um, the, the, I bought the, uh, the studio cell Unicron right now at current, you know, time I do own the HasLab Unicron as well. Uh, but Jeremy has it in his possession, um, uh, because I couldn't ship it to my house, uh, due to the pandemic. So I've never actually, uh, put hands on it. And, uh, so Jeremy's had it for like two years, but, uh, when I go to TFCon, I'm going to try and and sell it. So, uh, we'll see if I can I can move it there. But
1: I uh, I, would have, I mean, the, how much are they going for these days? Almost
0: two thousand dollars. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, but frankly, I look at my studio cell, which is, sits next to me here on the desk. It I just I like the look of it better than the Haslab one. Yeah, Haslab's like twenty seven inches tall. It's massive, right? But is is bigger does bigger make it better, right?
2: I just... well,
1: not if you don't have the space. I mean I'm right.
0: I'm I'm pretty
1: much maxed out on Titans at this point, like Hasbro. Uh, I mean yeah, no more titans, thank you very much. Yeah. Um but uh yeah. So are you do, do do you uh for you is buying a figure about completing a collection or is it about obtaining like a character that you really like? So because uh, I, I see a lot of G one in the background, so, but I don't yeah. see any like Cybertron or you know Cyberverse or anything like that.
0: So I have I have um, a G one collection that mm-hmm. I'm I'm over three hundred figures deep into, okay. um, and I'm trying to complete that line. Uh, the North American collection of G one, anyway, okay. um, and I do have some some some. Uh, pieces that are outside of that, like I have a lot of the U, uh, the UK, Europe, like the, the European 1.5s, whatever, mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So, but uh, that's the main line that I'm trying to to complete. Um, everything else is just, I like this figure; it's cool, so I'll buy it. I have a lot of figures that uh, are are one offs, or I've I've got a lot of Thrilling Thirty and stuff like that. I don't mm. generally go into things and say I'm going to get this whole line. I just buy them to to get them. I have a lot of what we're considered chug, right? Yeah. So the generation stuff, you know,
1: generations classics. Yeah, yeah.
0: The I have a lot of that, um, and that's uh, you know. But I, I've really started to to get a little bit more focused on what I want to buy with regards to that because you know um, I don't buy a lot of. Beast Wars toys, you know, the modern stuff. I'll buy the old ones because I really like the, the engineering on those, but mm. I really don't buy the the modern ones. The um so with with the new mainline being, you know, almost 50-50 Beast Wars to to, you know, G1, you know, related figures, I'm really not buying a lot of mainline right now. Um no, I, Yeah. I, and I agree. So, yeah, Cyberverse, I have I didn't buy any of um the last uh, last like kids show orientated stuff I bought was from the most recent Robots in Disguise and I had to stop myself at a certain point because I was buying almost everything and mm. I thought I can't I can't buy it all I had yeah. to stop and so I stopped there and and this really kind of focused on on the the G1s that I was missing uh and and some kind of like rando you know you know good you know just ones I liked and, mm. and and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, no, I uh, it's it's just it's just a collection of of of, of stuff I, I I enjoy at this point.
1: I I think that's it. Like I've reached that point now. My my collecting goal is a modern complete run of as many Sunbow related Transformers as I possibly can. Yeah. So, for example the new stundercons set i'm totally down for that i know mm-hmm. people were like oh well they're not combining like classic combiners there's not as much fun or playability i don't care i want them to look like they do in the cartoon um sure. you know like for me right now um going back to what i was talking about before you know the idea of Goldbug. it's like okay he, he might be a bit part player in the cartoon but he is still in the cartoon uh, mm-hmm. the, the other three in that set ransack and all of that stuff i don't care like i've no no love for ransack you know the other two you've just made up on the spot anyway uh, you know okay yeah. there's a toy version of scorpion oh, cool um so that's like that's kind of like my collecting goal as it stands at the moment um mm-hmm. i but again it's because predominantly i grew up on the uh you know watching the Sun Bowl cartoon. So that, yeah, that's yeah. kind of it. Um and I, I love everything else. The only other set that I've got which I'm complete on, which I'm not which I would never part with is my animated stuff because I just love animated. I adore animated. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so so that's Transformers Toys.
0: I have a uh, I have a significant but, amount of animated as well. I'm yeah. missing a lot of those rare ones, like the hard to find, you know, rare ones, but um, your
1: yeah. um blackouts and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah. that stuff
0: yeah. yeah and i frankly i've never really looked for it i just you know if i came across it i'd pick it up but the
1: only yeah. the only animated stuff that i ever parted with surprisingly given how much i love the stunt was the botcon stunt concept but that was oh. just a that was a needs must like needing sure you know needing cash as as we all do from time to time. Yeah um yeah. but fortunately for me it was one of those things where it was like hey, it didn't happen in the cartoon so it's all right i'm all right
0: <laughs> did you ever get the um was made by a company called impossible toys which is a third-party company yes mm-hmm. but they made the uh the human characters from uh animated for uh you know just for shits and giggles just to get and so you got uh, the police chief you got sorry and mm-hmm. uh, the father uh for uh just uh
1: no i Well no, they're horrible heard horrible oh, horrible no, hold on figure. a minute these came out like literally in about 2007
0: didn't they, they oh yeah were, like, long time literally... ago yeah, yeah so long ago and i think I their remember only arms there. their arms move at the shoulders and that's it mm. and they're they some of them don't stand very well and
2: yeah
1: it surprises me given the you know the recent rise of like 3d printing and stuff like that that we haven't seen more of these things oh yeah um yeah. you know maybe maybe eventually we'll people will start doing them but uh yeah yeah it
0: doesn't surprise me um, yeah they gave them away at uh at a TF con a number of years ago there was a, a bin of them and they're just like want some uh, animated humans and I'm like yeah, I'll take a set so yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah
1: you know sure surely there must be a market out there for like you know the prime kids and uh you know d- yeah d- d- I'm sure somebody once in 2022 wants a kicker figure you know I mean there was one but it was horrible because it broke uh <laughs> um, i've got it
0: uh, uh but just, is
1: it still I in one piece
0: yes oh I, wow I just, I just showed it off recently because <laughs> i just got it
1: be very gentle with that thing yeah
2: yes. there he
0: is yep so yeah i just got him with his little motorbike dude so yeah i was just showing oh, him off on the show
1: that's oh the, oh no there was a Takara no i think it was the is that a
0: it's from um, Cybertron, that... I think. No, no, maybe? and he, no. The,
1: the character is from Energon, but is but is there was a Takara one where it was released by itself. Oh, okay. And it was terrible. Like it broke, like shattered. Um, I don't know why bad plastic, I guess, but uh,
0: likely, but, but it,
1: it didn't come with the so I'm interested. I, I, didn't, oh. I didn't know there was another version of them,
0: yeah. I think there's um, three versions, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: nobody likes the kicker anyway, <laughs> <laughs> snotty yeah. little brat. Uh, the
0: um, but uh, speaking of custom figures and stuff like that, um, uh, you guys have been producing some, and I mean, it's probably through somebody who does customs. But if you guys have had some for TF Nation um, that have been uh, fooling people like me who are idiots into thinking there were some kind of UK exclusive action masters that uh, had s- snuck by my radar and thinking I was like, how the hell did I miss these? And realizing only after like four hours of, Googling that they were UK TF Nation exclusives and that there was no way in hell I was going to be able to get <laughs> one of these. Yeah, so. they, they, they,
1: those aren't actually really anything to do with us. Um, oh, yeah, we we don't actually sell them at the con. They are at the con, but the, we don't sell them. Um, we we have a very very good relationship with one of our dealers at TF Nation, called uh, um, a, a group of guys uh, collectively known as Toifu. Yep and uh we we're a massive supporter of them because nick the the guy the main guy over at, at toyfu um he spends all year buying toys to sell them at cfn uh, yes. yep. um but all proceeds go to charity yes so he doesn't uh, and so one of one of the guys that works there what he does is he loves action masters and so he spends the year just creating weird custom so people might have seen like his emirates zaron that's that's what i yeah. saw
0: and i was like what the hell is this and where can i find it what is yeah what's, yeah what happened exactly. here
1: so it, it is it, it's weird because uh pe- people have said before like oh um you know send us messages going oh can you uh and we're like it's got nothing to do with us like they're, they're sold at the convention but we don't sell them it's not like mm-hmm. it's not a tf nation exclusive it's just it's exclusively at TF nation. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, it, it really doesn't have anything to do with us. Um, cause you know, just like, well, just like all Transformers conventions, every single one of us is unofficial. Uh, you know, <laughs> as much right. as, uh, as much as certain conventions might want you to think that they're still official, but never
0: mind. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my lips are
1: sealed. Um,
0: but but uh you know get into uh you know that's uh, the, a really good segue to start uh, talking about uh s- this convention you guys are running over there yeah and, uh, so you are you, how many years has it been
1: uh we started in 2017
0: mm-hmm. and I this is so this is a um is there anybody that's, uh, you know, is this a completely new build from the uh, the previous convention?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. So, bit of backstory, uh, for many, many years, uh, there was a convention that happened in the UK called Auto Assembly. Yep. Um, Auto Assembly has been going in one form or another for, or had been going for, for decades uh, and it literally started off with a group of mates getting together and having a chat. And it grew and it grew and it grew. It really blew up in 2007, 2008, specifically with the rise of YouTube. Because suddenly everybody sort of knew who everybody was. Sure. Um And like I say, it grew. It became the biggest convention in europe and then in 2016 if my dates are right or 2015 one of the two i can't remember it's been such a long time now uh simon who was the the organizer of it uh basically said he wasn't going to do it anymore and everybody who really worked with him was like well we still want to do it so we created tf nation and that's been running i would love to see uh ever since but unfortunately the world changed in 2020 um so we haven't run a convention for two years and now you
0: took it online right so
1: we did yeah absolutely well we were we realized that you know there wasn't going to be one and we were kind of just like well let's just do one online then uh Mm -hmm. and it was supposed to be like a the original pitch that we had was that it was going to be like three hours and it was just going to be like a a thing for people to hang out with. And it turned out to be like 12 hours. (laughs) Uh, And it was, it was huge, you know, and we had all these great connections with people and uh, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so we did that. So we did, uh, we did the convention in person for several years. Then we took it online for two years and now we're finally coming back uh, in August. I mean, we're like 45 days away or something like that from it.
0: That's amazing. It's yeah. I mean, I, I'll, you guys got to be so excited. You probably feeling this very similarly to, uh, to me because we've got, uh, as we're talking right now, we're sitting at uh, just under two weeks from TFCon. Mm. So, um, and I'm not an organizer. So, I mean, I'm feeling no pressure. I'm just attending. So, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's less pressure for me, but, uh, yeah, it's going back to a convention is just it. You know, it's it feels great to get back in those rooms again, right? It, it's seeing people who you've
1: not seen in in several years. You know, one of the big things about TFN, and I I, I don't know about TFCon. I've only ever been to one American convention, and that was BotCon. Um, but you know we thrive on our community like we Mm -hmm. thrive on the fact that you know that you're going to go see your friends for three days um you know transformers for a lot of people is is quite secondary in the grand scheme of it um they go they buy toys they play with toys in the bar and all of that stuff but uh you you know if you've if you've got transformers friends that you haven't seen in a couple of years then chances are that's what you're going to tfn for Mm -hmm. um and so it, it it is it's it's super exciting because you you get to see these people um and then you get to indulge in you know these these giant hobbies as an organizer it is terrifying however uh purely because you know it has been three years now it'll be three years since we last ran a convention uh and you you don't know whether or not you've still got it anymore, <laughs> you know. Um I'm sure you do. Oh I am absolutely positive I do. But
0: um <laughs> but
1: but you know it's uh you three several years you get older. it's
0: those butterflies every time you get close, right? You're like, is oh, it gonna yeah. happen? Is anything gonna happen just before? Yeah you get a little absolutely. you get a little butterfly.
1: Yeah. yeah and we've you know we've sort of we've carved a niche out for ourselves uh, in regards to what we do at the convention, which is unlike what happens with others, um, and you know, in 2019 when we did the last one, you know, we did the season four script reading of Transformers Animated.
0: Mm-hmm. That was... uh, that was pretty well received,
1: I heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that was it. It was you know that was such a that was such an an incredible thing to happen. You know, we love Animated. Like, I adore Animated. Um, I still think it is the last great thing that Transformers has done. Um, like, truly exceptional. And that's not to say that Prime wasn't good or anything like that, but Animated was just my jam. Um, and, you know, for us to be able to do that and to to let people see this for the first time ever um, and then... To have you know marty turn around and say well let's just get the original cast back together for it and stuff and you were just like all right um you know to to be able to do that and to keep it as a surprise was was fantastic so to be on stage uh when the audience suddenly realize that this script reading of Transformers Animated isn't going to be just a bunch of people pretending to be, but it is actually David Kaye. It is actually, you know... um, And suddenly my mind is drawing a blank. But, you know, Tom Kenny and all of these guys. uh, And then, you know, for us to to get Corey, you know,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, which then led into the following year when we did the first big broadcast and i got to sit down and interview cory burton you know and i'm like i'm talking to cory burton you know holy crap mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy's a legend um, yeah you know that that was fantastic and the the problem is always trying to figure out how you're going to top it next year in some ways i'm kind of glad that <laughs> <laughs> that that COVID slowed us down a little <laughs> bit, so we didn't have to worry about trying to top Sure, that. yeah. Um, but if you're interested and you're in the UK, you really want to come along to Saturday night, because, oh boy, have we got something special lined up. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh, we have found something nice. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so, but, uh, yes. So, you know, it, it's great. It, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we really... You know, every single person that that helps out and runs that is a fan. Um, you know, and, and we do it for the community in the UK. Um, it's just a shame that you know COVID slowed the momentum, and then you know the the cost of living and things like that have has become such a. Such a horrible thing for people at the minute because it's it you know it is a struggle for
2: mm-hmm. a lot of
1: people and uh, the idea of having to you know sacrifice what you love just to be able to you know pay your bills and stuff and not be able to come it, it's it's a concern which is you know part of the reason why we've as you mentioned right at the beginning of this set up this mini con where we're going to try and do smaller shows throughout the uk um in different cities so that people don't necessarily always have to travel um and i think that's a great idea actually yeah too. it is yeah. you know we obviously we don't have the land mass that you know america and canada have so you know there is no sense in doing a tf nation 2 somewhere else
2: mm-hmm.
1: because it's you know we're not that big a country But we can do these smaller day shows uh, around the country and, uh, you know, give people the opportunity to to see their friends again. So, yeah, yeah, so we've got a lot going on this year. Uh, We've got, you know, guests, we've got comic book guests, we've still got guests that we haven't announced yet. Um, And we've got a really cool thing uh, that's going ahead with um, Royal Mail uh which is our, one of our postal services uh we've got some exclusive stuff which is official which you will see for the very first time at TFN uh it, yeah like
0: it, it, i'm super excited that's very cool so um let's uh, who uh, who you've got who have you announced so far let's uh
2: so that.
1: yeah,
0: in terms of our guests, um, we've had like quite,
1: you know, it's, it's always a funny one with, with TF nation, uh, because you know, most of the time when you, when you talk about guests and things like that, it's always about, um, you know, who's available. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of the time we're, we're talking about people who are, you know, coming from the U S so yeah. just to give you, uh, our big guests uh, sorry i should have got a drink before i started this so the big guests that we've got lined up for this year is uh, Gary Chalk
2: okay
1: uh, and Lindsay uh, Ros- Ro- uh, Rousseau um, who uh, obviously played elite one and uh, Gary Chalk obviously played optimus prime and optimus primal mm-hmm. um, we've also got we've also got uh, Brian Holfield and Nicole Dubeck, uh, who are uh well, they uh, were the showrunners on Rescue Bots. Okay, yeah. And uh, Road for Transformers Prime. And Nicole is obviously uh, the showrunner on, uh, the lead showrunner on EarthSpark, the new show that's coming out. Oh, yes, yeah. Um, so we've got those coming over as well. So we're very excited for that. I'm a massive fan of Rescue Bots. I think Rescue Bots is, is hilarious. Um, and we've got again something very special about rescue bots that people won't have ever seen before and i'm very excited uh because <laughs> i get to see all of this stuff beforehand and i'm like oh this is amazing i need to tell people and then i'm like but i can't i must must hold it in um <laughs> but then uh we've also got um uh, andrew wildman is coming along uh, jack lawrence um jim Sorensen, john paul volvae nick roach uh, matt ferguson um and we've also got uh Andy Cousins who uh, used to work for Hasbro UK back in the 90s and he's going to be talking us through how the UK ended up getting characters like Overlord and things like that so that'll be the very curtain interesting little, yeah so and then as I say we we've still got more char- uh more characters more <laughs> more uh more people to announce as we get closer to the time
0: that's fantastic. So that sounds like a great show. Yeah, he's, there's there's some people who come come to TF Nation that uh, just have never been able to make the 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 ride over to North America here for shows that I've been able to attend, mm. and I get super jealous. You know, you guys have had people like Weedle Guidi, and, and I've I've I'm I'm in awe of that man's talent. Yeah, and, and I, I've I've really uh, wanted to meet him and, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I I you guys have the ability to, to have guests uh, and and Simon Furmans made his way over a couple times but never to a show that I've been able to attend so I'm I'm very much hoping to to be able to 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 you know meet meet uh, Simon as well at some point but uh, yeah. you guys got some really great guests here um I've you know this john paul bove i've heard of him uh, he's uh, he's an interesting fellow I, I mean i hope you guys can contain him so <laughs> oh
1: yes uh, yes jp is a he's a lovely man he's an absolutely <laughs> lovely man um yeah. yeah um but yeah like it, it it's great you know to be able to to get all, all of these incredibly talented people on board but like you know people like andy andy's not a household name people people don't know wouldn't recognize that name but he's one of those people that we always we always go off the beaten path we try to find people who can shed some experience and some light on stuff Mm -hmm. that we you know we ourselves are you know lacking in um we we always have every year whenever we get together to like talk about who the guests are going to be we always ask the question of, who is the Uncle Bob role? And what we mean by that is, who is who is filling the Bob Budiansky role? Oh, uh, sure. You know, and uh, and Andy, Andy fits that bill. He, you know, he is somebody who is uh, in a unique position to be able to tell people about how this brand came about. Uh, mm-hmm. Or specifically one f- corner of the brand. Yeah. Um, you know, that would be something where, because... Uh, you know, Andy worked for Hasbro UK, it wouldn't work at a TFN, uh, TFCon sorry, uh, you know, it is exclusive sort of to the it UK, is, yeah. but we are quite lucky as well, you know, yeah, because going all the way back to those you know, Marvel comics that we talked about, you know, because they were such a big thing and so instrumental to the fan base, you know we have access to people like Furman and Bovey and Wildman and, uh, you know, Roach and, and, uh, Roberts, uh, like all of these people who, you, you know, have become so instrumental, uh, in moving the brand forward, uh, and, and they live on our doorstep, you know, for the yeah. most part. So yeah, they're right yeah there. We're, we're quite lucky.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think we should probably wrap it up we've we've had a wonderful chat here and i've we probably have. kept you way longer than i should have but uh not I at think, all not at all i, I think th- we should do this it. again at some point because uh yeah i think i think we could talk comics for for quite some time i oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm,
1: yeah exactly i feel i feel a bit bad actually like i know it's you know transformers podcast but like what 45 minutes of this hour and a <laughs> half was all comic books
0: so i think <laughs> that's I apologize okay for, yeah. no no that's that's good i i'm 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 very happy that we were able to find uh find another another uh, commonality between us something else <laughs> you know that we could chat about and uh yeah i you know discussing dc uh versus marvel kind of stuff is always very fun um but uh you know david i want to thank you very much for coming on and talking to uh me today about uh you know what you do over there and, and putting TF uh, nation together. It's uh, it's a, it's, it's wonderful what you do. And, uh, and, and we sit here over and, you know, over at transmissions in awe of what uh, TF nation is and, and really super jealous. Cause we want to go. We really do.
1: Well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's only about 6,000 miles. So you know like there's I'll no paddling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it.
0: That's
1: it. Yeah. I appreciate the invite and uh, I've had a, great conversation um i'm i'm very much looking forward to coming back um yeah. and uh we'll we'll definitely make that happen
0: i think we should all right well you have a, a wonderful rest of your day and uh, and we will be talking to you very soon
1: all right thanks very much everyone bye